This is Reverend Chuck Blair. Welcome to our weekly podcast on New Church Live. You know, great, great to have you here today. You know, I'm thinking a lot this week about you know, how is it that we just continue to be the church? And, and you know, not just in a, in a sort of like be the church in a Sunday only way, but what does it really mean when we really sink in to being the church? Being the church. How many of us thought that there were pieces of this week that were frankly a little crazy? <laughs> You know, I, I certainly did. And we don't talk politics from the stage here. I don't want to go that direction. It was a hard week. It was a hard week. And as you try to navigate through all that, like, how can you find those pieces, those true north pieces that help us to move forward in whatever way that is for you, however God's speaking to it for you? But how do we honor that? And as, as churches, how do we become a place where we can find a third way? I mean, that's what church is. I mean, it's, it's, at its very, very core, church should be a third way. Something different than the normal way we break the world apart into thises and thems and, and us against that and, and black and white. And when we find this third, this beautiful third way. We know that way because that way is true. We just can sense it. We know when we're around it. And that's, I think, so much of what we're trying to do here is how do we sort of encapsulate a third way in a world that so badly needs it? And in lives like our own, like my own, that so badly need it. That's really maybe the biggest picture of this series. You know, we have this series, and you're welcome to get your bracelet if you ever forget what the name of this series is. You know, that series called Reconnect. Like, what does it mean to actually reconnect? To reconnect with, with so many of these pieces, to reconnect with the higher angels of our nature, to re- reconnect around, around thoughts where we're not just here, and please listen carefully, we're not just here to have an experience of church. We're here to, yes, have an experience, but then move into the wonderful life-giving, please listen carefully to this word, the wonderful life-giving commitments that Christianity calls us to. Is I, I think there's something there. In fact, I know there is. So with this series, folks, what we're doing is we're looking at reconnecting, we're looking at I am listening. Today we're looking, please say the question with me. Today we're looking at the question... Is it true? Is it true? And we're not talking here sort of like legal truth. Like, is that true or that true? We're talking about the truth, folks, with a capital T that wells up from inside of our hearts. Wisdom. New church. Wisdom. Very simple. Wisdom is the form that love takes. And it's connected directly down to life. Wisdom is the form that love takes connected directly down into our lives. Now, as we look at that and we look at communication, we're going to be talking about a shift today where we last week we looked at open-hearted listening. Now we're going to be talking about open-hearted communication. So, so when we listen, and then how does the communication kind of connect with that? But again, I want to say it has to start with listening. And then we can really learn to very mindfully communicate with people. 
And it's so easy, folks, to think of communication that everything has to be heavy. I don't want you leaving here with that feeling either. I want you to be able to see some communications that are pretty funny. Somebody had put up at work this sign that says, people know not to touch my mug, it's the one with reindeers on it. Somebody else put, we can't help it, it's so beautiful. <laughs> so, so let's, isn't that good? So let's have a little fun with communication too. You know, a little way with communication where we can just get like the, you know, the lightness. Can I tell you guys a joke? All right, so here's, here's a joke. Three pastors. And so I get to make fun of pastors. Three, three, three pastors have a small group. And they, they decide they're going to admit, admit their deepest faults to each other. And pastor one says, well, you know what I got a problem with? I got a problem when there's, when there's like extra money lying around. You know, I, I, I skim a little bit. So I feel so bad about that. Pastor two says, my problem is that, you know, the communion wine. And pastor three says, oh, I'm so sorry, guys. This is what I battle. I can't keep a secret. Is that good? So, you know, so we can have, so we can have fun with communication too. It's, it's not all heavy. It can be a fun thing. A fun part where a circuit starts to happen, where we have that receptive moment, and then we have the creative moment. Folks, all of us know this person in our lives, right? This person who can listen to us so completely, who receives, listen carefully, who receives what we have to offer so completely, our truest selves, where we're really in that unvarnished place, like our truest selves, we just, we communicate at that level. I even saw some of it this morning. That actually the answer comes right out of it. But it doesn't come out of it as advice. It comes out of it simply because we've been listened to really well. How many of us know people like that? You know, isn't that a miracle, right? A miracle. Just a miracle. So I want to talk a bit about like how that can all work and how we can get this circuit going. So I need four really brave volunteers. Bobby has already volunteered to be one of the four, which I appreciate. So I need three more volunteers to come up as well. So Bobby, you want to come up? Bobby Harmon, come on up. I know you're out there. So if he could come on up and we could get three more volunteers. Now, as you come up, Please walk very carefully. There's like, there's, think of this as the pit of despair. You want to walk up very carefully by this speaker. Give these folks a round of applause as they're coming on up. <laughs> All right. So walk really carefully there. All right. So what we have, what we have here, folks. So, so language, like, you got to get over here on the carpet. You know, all of you have to be on the carpet. So, so language here has to have four parts to it. You know, we believe that our language has to be, has to have four parts. The first is we have to make sure, well, I should have pre-pulled these, that we listen. So you want to put that up there? Let's all say listen together. One, two, three. Listen. listen. First thing is listening. Then the second thing, we have to say what is true. We have to say what is true. One, two, three. True. true. What's true? The next one. I'm really bad with these things. There we go. The next one. What is kind? Can we all say kind? Kind. kind. And the last one. What is useful? Now, now you think of this, folks. If what we say, if, if we know that we're going into a conversation, right? And I can think, like, 
first off, I have to really make sure that I'm listening, full body listening, listening not to respond, but listening to understand. That's the first part. Then is what I'm offering really true? And not, not true as in like, well, I need to actually tell you, you are actually a jerk. Like, it's, it's not that kind of true. It's like, this is what's true for me. This is my strength, my hope, my experience. This is what I know in my very core. What I know in my very core actually is true. And, and, and folks, like you know, when you speak to something true, what happens to your body? You're just like, oh, yeah, that's it. You know, some of you have probably had the experience where you've said something true, and it's like, where did that come from? Holy cow. But it's beautiful. It has to be also kind. It has to be kind. Now, you can offer true things that are difficult, you know, where, where yeah, there needs to be, look, this is going to be hard to hear, but this is how I see it. You can do that as long as it's kind. You know, you can offer that, but it's in a spirit of kindness. And if the person feels listened to, it works. And then the last gate, you know, is it useful? You know, um, all of us also know that person who picks a fight over everything, right? Like you're talking about what is better, mashed potatoes or French fries. And they're like, it's French fries, that's it, argument begun. It's just, you know, we, we can't do that. We have to sort of see the usefulness over this. Those of us who have kids, like how many times have our kids argued about stuff and we're like, let it go. It doesn't matter. That's what this is talking about. Now, this is me being a geek. I need a big yes. Can I have permission to be a geek? Yes, yes thank you. Now, look, this, can you see here this little ball and see it? All right, Goofy, it's got two little contact points on it. When all these things come together, I'm going to ask you guys to hold hands. All right, and you put your, you hold hands right there. All right, and you put your finger right there on that. All right, now watch this. Watch this geeky thing. Now, you touch that. Is that cool? Now, now keep on touching it. Now, what happens, again, like, if, if we break the connection between true and kind, it doesn't work. Keep, keep touching it. It doesn't work. But then all of a sudden, they retouch. All right, now let go again. You now, now touch again. All right, now let go. All right, now, now we do have friends who can actually help us to reconnect it. <laughs> Could you guys give me a big, oh. <laughs> Isn't that cool? You see? And, and, and see, there's beautiful parts to it, too, is that, that even, even if, you know, oh, what's one here? Come on here. Dave, sorry for being a complete geek. Like, okay, then you let go. Now you have two fingers on it. Just got to have one. There you go. Now just have the one. All right? Now watch this. Touch his nose. Hey. You got to. <laughs> Don't touch it. One more time. Is that, like, crazy cool or what? Give him a round of applause, folks. You guys can go. Thank you. Just watch your step, please. That's the only thing anyone's going to remember from this brilliant sermon I have planned for you today. You know, folks, we, we can see how that circuit works. The circuit is all about, what's the C word? The circuit is all about connection. And when we lose that connection, all of a sudden it feels, the world feels a pretty lonely place. We feel very disconnected. Reconnection, said it last week. Latin, the word for to reconnect is religio. It's the word we get religion from. 
that religion really should be about this, this beautiful connection. And, and so how is it that we keep on reconnecting, keeping in mind those four things? Did I listen? Is it true? Is it kind? Is it useful? Keeping those in mind and then living them out there into the world because I think we can find a huge treasure when we do that. A huge treasure. It's a very counterintuitive thing because it's, it's like for most, for me at least, the treasure for me is for everybody to say Chuck is right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Rob is now vice president of New Church Live. So, so we tend to hold like, like if everybody thinks I'm right, great, that's the treasure. But it's not the treasure. It's not. It's not. I can tell you. It's lonely. If you really want to believe you're right, you can be right, and you can also be very lonely at the same time. We have to have how these connections, these beautiful sweeping connections work together. And so Christ gives us a story where he talks about how that can look. A beautiful story here. Now notice how it starts, the kingdom of heaven. Now anytime you see that, the kingdom of heaven... It's very easy for us to think, kingdom of heaven, all right, my job then, as soon as I hear that, is to look up. New church has a very different view. New church has this perspective that actually, you know, a life of heaven is not a life detached from the world, it's a life into the world. So when you see kingdom of heaven, don't think about looking up, think it's really about looking Help me out here, folks, with down. <laughs> looking down. Thank you. Sorry for not communicating more clearly. It's, it's about looking down. It's about like, how is this, this going to help me in my relationship as a father, as a pastor, as a husband, uh, as an employee? Like, how is it going to help me in this very concrete way? And, and that when we do that, we create a container and base, which then can circle back up, of course, into heaven. But, but I'm finding, I'm living the experience down into here. All right, so see that as the code, very important code. The kingdom of heaven is like, please say the T word, the kingdom of heaven is like, it's like treasure, treasure, it's treasure. Hidden in a field, when a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy, went and sold all he had and bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls, fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away, sold everything he had, and bought it. Now, folks, you notice the rhythm here. It's the same thing. We have treasure. We have pearls. That's why this sometimes is called the parable of the pearl of great price, for those of you who are, are, uh, read a lot of Christian stuff, which I know not everybody does. Then it says, he found it, he found it, and then sold all, sold everything. So it's about this total giving away. We find this treasure and we're willing to give up all this stuff for it. Because, because we sit in the experience of it, and it's like, wow, all my angers, all my frustrations, all my worries, all my concerns are all of a sudden right-sized. I'm willing, ready for this, folks? I'm willing to actually sell them. Which means that you've bought a lot of your anxieties, fears, at least if you're like me, you've bought a lot of your anxieties and fears. And here's somebody saying, no, I, I, got, I, I have to be willing to let that go. And even as I feel it pressing in on me, pressing in, pressing in, pressing in, I need to remember this treasure. I need to remember this treasure. I need to remember this treasure. And if I can focus on this, I can let 
this go. I can let this go. And how do I do that in my regular life where there's like all these pressures coming up? Like, daggone it, a tree fell in our yard. I had no idea taking a tree down costs you thousands of, like it's horrible. May you never have a tree fall in your yard. You know, like all those pressures and we could just go around and, and all of us have them in some way, shape or form, some of them a lot more. But then, but then we see the treasure. We stand with our daughter as she's getting married. Gary's daughter got married. Give him a round of applause there, folks. (laughs) We stand in that moment. And Gary, was that a treasure? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All the other worries, all the other concerns, all the other stuff, it just goes. Our willingness has to be, are we willing to let it go? See that? Can we see the treasure? Can we let it go? Now, as the band comes out, as the band comes out, when we come back, I want to really talk about what this treasure is. Let's get really clear on that. And then let's get clear on the second part too. Let's really look at the treasure. Let's look at it in our own lives. And let's look at this part that presses and let's say, yeah, we're willing to kind of push that aside a little bit. Kind of move that back so we can experience this more and more and more. Well, I want to come back and talk again about the treasure and talk about those things that are push against it, push that we have to be willing to sell. Well, first off, the treasure. I want to show you a picture first off of the treasure. And now, let me tell you this picture. It's interesting. I showed my buddy Bob this picture, and, and, and I said, Bob, what do you think when, he, when you see that picture? He's there. I want to sign up for that church. Well, that is our church, which is beautiful. So I want to paint you a picture of that day. Phil, how many, how hot was it that day? What temperature do you think? 95. 95. It was stinking hot. Not just normal hot, like hot that Irish Norwegian pastors should not be, not have to go out in. Like really, really hot. And we're down here, we're we're working at a homeless shelter. Edwin, was there air conditioning in there? Yes or no? No, no air conditioning. It is a hot, it's a room, probably, you know, much smaller in the stage. They get through about 300 some odd people to feed. There's no air conditioning. It's just, it's boiling hot. There's hot food, sweating, doing all kinds of things. And look at the faces there, folks. Look at the ages. Look at the perspectives. What do you see in those faces? Joy. See care. Do you see the circuit? Do you folks see the circuit? Yes or no? Yeah, you see the circuit. You see the circuit. Four people who didn't know each other terribly well decide to go down to Philadelphia to an unair conditioned space for three hours, 95 degrees hot. That is not appealing. <laughs> And look what they found. Look what they found. Treasure, a pearl of great price. Totally different from our world of entertainment. Totally different from our world of just hyperactivity. Totally different from from social media saturated experience. They found it. 
And even if you just taste it, I think that's enough. Those parts get us to ask this beautiful, beautiful question. What truth, what pearl or treasure is worthy of your life? Because again, folks, we're not talking like the truth is in like, I have the right opinion about the way the rest of the world should look. That's not what I'm talking about. It's not about you being right or me being right. It's a much bigger truth. A truth that resonates. A, a truth that can be incredibly powerful out there into the world. What I want to do now is I want to I want to even drive that home more. So there we saw a picture of that pearl of great price or that treasure. I want to show you a video. And you got to this is sort of a it's a challenging video because the video quality's not real great, the sound's not real great, but see if you can pay attention. It's a dad uh, who's incarcerated coming into a sentencing hearing. And he has not seen his son. And him and his, him and his wife or his girlfriend, I'm not sure which, have obviously had a very bad split. And the judge does something that, that I think speaks to what this pearl is, to what this treasure is. So you're going to see the video. For our online audience, you're welcome to text in and answer, like, what's the pearl that you see here? And then after the video is done, Angela's going to walk around with the microphone, and we're going to ask a few people who would like to share what they saw in this video. I think you'll find it very moving. Take a look. You sure you're comfortable with this? Is this what you want to do? All right, just stay right there for just a second. Mr. Voter, I don't want you to say anything to me about your case at all. Don't say anything. Your lawyer's not present right now. But I understand that there is a chance that you're going to go back to Todd County and that your baby is a month old and you haven't met that baby yet. Is that right? Yes, ma'am. Ms. Roder, do you want to come up here? I know you have a no-contact order between you and Ms. Roder that I have um, that I issued, and I'm not changing that. Yes, I'm making a temporary exception right in front of me on the record so that you can meet this baby. This is your son. See his little shirt? Mr. Rutter, we'll see you back on August 29th, okay? And Ms. Rutter, you can stay up here because I'm going to call your case next. All right, Ashley. Um, 
anything so let me be a part of that okay um, your bond oh or actually the bond has already changed never mind August 29th um, is the next date and you all are waiving the rule on the felony the probation violations will go along with it yes ma'am okay thank you all have a good day congratulations again It's a powerful video, and what I'd ask now would be if some people want to raise their hand, Angela will be around with the microphone. I'd love to hear what you thought. Like, where did you see a pearl or a treasure there, or something that's worthy of taking note of? Uh, what struck me, I think, is that even in the most difficult of circumstances that pearls can be found. <laughs> yeah, you know, the circumstances, right, are, are so difficult, but they're still, you can still see it. And it's, it's not that the punishment went away. You know, there was still the celebration of a beautiful, loving pearl there. Thank you. On the show of compassion towards the father, get letting him, you know, see his son hold his son. Yeah. True yeah. compassion. Yeah, true compassion. And, and it's, it's interesting that the mom's the one who originated it. You know, and obviously they've, they, they're clearly living in a, in a very difficult circumstances. But you still see a compassion there that's above. You know, something that we can see with our spiritual eyes. Maybe we can't see it naturally, but we can certainly see it spiritually. Thank you. How about one more? The judge was a loving conduit in creating that connection. Yeah, that's good. The judge was a loving conduit. It, it's, it's fascinating watching how the judge does it. You know, the judge allows this to happen. And then did you notice what was the last thing the judge said? What did the judge do? He said, thank you. Isn't that beautiful? Like the judge saw this for what it was, saw this gift, and just said, thank you for letting me be part of it. See, folks, that's the treasure. Those are those pieces that are, that are just so incredibly beautiful. And, and it, it doesn't mean that there's not accountability. Clearly, there is accountability in that courtroom. And there's these other parts as well, these beautiful parts. You look at, in the, at James, what the Gospel of James says. He has this beautiful line where he says, Mercy triumphs over judgment. When he's talking about the way Christians are to live, that mercy must triumph over judgment. Now, we need to have judgment. We need to make judgments, of course. But the whole thing, the treasure there, actually is mercy. Now, I want to say that, that none of this is easy. Like, when you look at creating this conduit, uh, this connection, it's, it's so sort of counterintuitive, at least for me. I, I don't naturally want to stand in that circle. I'd rather be kind of like the Marlboro man, you know, like, like the Lone Ranger, you know, doing my own thing. And we'll talk about that more next week. Like, I have a really hard time standing in that. I have a really hard time staying in a very merciful place. It's not, it's certainly not easy to do. And those might be some of the forces, again, that are pressing in. New Church believes that, that those pieces, that selling, evil desires and false ideas, that's that stuff that I need to sell, but it's very difficult. 
And why is it so difficult? Well, I would imagine these ideas will resonate with a lot of it. The selling is incredibly hard. We know that truth that is worthy of our lives. Like, like we know it. Like, I know it. I need to be quiet to hear it. But I do know it. And why is it so hard, though, to live it? Well, first off, our attention lies elsewhere. And this is, this is one of the parts I think that's so challenging in this day and age. Like, and I'm going to come back to this again next week. We live in a culture that is so about having experience after experience after experience after experience. And each experience must be better. Better than the last experience. So we kind of get on this treadmill, right? And it just keeps on going around. And that feeds right into that. My attention goes elsewhere. And that makes me very busy and impatient. I'm not, I'm not really patient enough to take the time, even with listening, listening to myself. Listening to what, that, what is true for me. That creates a lot of this. We worry, we don't trust. You know, folks, I worried that if I told you what was really true for me, that maybe you wouldn't like me. Any of us struggle with that? <laughs> You know, if, if I told you really what my deepest God-given truth is, that maybe you wouldn't like me. Maybe you wouldn't come back to church next week. That's a hard place to be as well. And so what do we do? We put off the sale until an imaginary future arrives when honesty, integrity will be more convenient. That one really strikes home for me. You know, I, I'm always thinking like, yeah, can I, I'll just, I'll put it off. I will, I'll do that tomorrow or the day after, or next week. But can we live into what is true now? Kingdom of heaven, not about looking up out into the future, but about looking down, like, how do you live it now? What, what, is, what is really, like, what is really? Please, I want all of you to hear these words as if I'm talking to you directly, one-on-one. What is really the truth worthy of your life. What is the truth worthy of your life? And and how do you live it? How do you find those connections to to make that happen? Because I think we all need each other for that to come alive more and more and more throughout our lives. And then we start to understand this. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Like, like that idea that the freedom that comes out of that love, that comes out of that part. We, we all know those people who really are living into that truth and we can see them, just, this, just the power and freedom that they have. And what we forget is we forget the little asterisk. And the asterisk goes on to say, then you'll know the truth and the truth shall, will set you free. But it might also hurt at first because we love our stuff. Uh, one of my favorite theologians put it this way. The, the truth will set you free, but first it'll make you miserable. And I think we have to hold both of those things as true. It is difficult. It's, it's a challenge to give up on this stuff. It's a challenge to embrace vulnerability. It's a challenge to stand in a group and become part of a circuit. It takes sacrifice. It takes commitment. But we find joy. Like, I, I find stuff there. My experience is I find stuff there. I, I don't actually find anywhere else. 
anywhere else. So your homework for this week is this. Mindfully share the truth with someone you love. Just whatever that is for you. That real, yep, this is the truth. This is where I really would like, I just want you to hear it. I just want you to hear it. Please don't make it advice to them. Everybody get that? No advice. This is not your chance to finally tell blah, 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 you know, how they're doing it wrong. No, no, share the truth. Share the truth. That part in your heart where your heart comes alive. Share it. Figure out a way to be part of a circuit around it. You're going to find that your life will rise up. Your life will rise up when you do that. So, we're going to close the service with a prayer. You're welcome to say your own prayer, to have a moment of quiet reflection, or say the Lord's Prayer as you know it. And then you're welcome to join us in a fabulous last song. And you literally, the last song is Rise Up. So you're welcome to rise up and stand up and sing with the band if you'd like, or just enjoy the music. So please now join me in prayer. Lord, thank you for your presence here among us today. And Lord, help us to find ways to consistently think, to consistently think, am I listening? Is it true? Is it kind? Is it useful? Help us as well, Lord, to get really clear as best we can on what truth, what pearl, what treasure is actually worthy of our lives. Selling the other stuff, Lord, selling the junk, the fears, the worries, the anxieties that can feel so crippling. Allow us to focus instead on this beautiful treasure, this beautiful treasure, this beautiful treasure that is our lives that we are alive here today, able to love and care with compassion, joy, an amazing treasure, a treasure beyond price. A treasure, Lord, where we get to join with others doing the same and that joy gets multiplied again and again and again. Allow us to live there, to find peace there, to find energy there, to rise up in that place. In your name we pray, amen. Thank you for listening. You can support this podcast at www.newchurchlive.tv. 